0: back a Ada Samma had to some more te back Ada had Kaparu ta de sanga matasatavara ye soravanka bamunchan kusadha.
1: Evening is the uh,
0: observance night, half moon, and the fit uh, practice until midnight. And
1: uh, this evening, i like to, to talk about the devotional side of the spiritual practice, because sometimes the meditative uh, techniques all seem so self-centered on the, me, my mindfulness, the concentration and enlightenment. And so this is, uh, this can look incredibly uh, self-obsessed where well, we, we're all concerned about ourselves all the time and, and introspection and analyzing ourselves and, and uh, thinking about ourselves endlessly. And so like in the beginning we had this Paritta chanting which, which is, uh, you know, uh, sending forth uh, good thoughts and like prayers or good thoughts. There's a particular, this, this uh, tragic condition in Turkey where they've had this terrible earthquake. And we all can, if you've ever been in an earthquake, it's uh, probably one of the most terrifying experiences you can have because where the earth uh, underneath you is shaking, it's the, the, where's the refuge? Where can you go? And you know, I grew up in an earthquake zone in the uh, Northwest. Seattle, was, we had earthquakes. And uh, even though they were never a great disasters, they certainly uh, were incredibly terrifying. And I remember when I was about 14, 15 years old, it's sitting, having lunch with my mother and sister, and the earthquake started. And the, we lived, the house was on a hillside, quite a steep hill, and the whole house started as a frame house. Wooden house that started kind of moving, like it was going to slide down the hill, and, and uh, there was nothing, nowhere to go. Uh, where could you run to? And so these are, you know, it makes us consider the state we're in, the planet Earth and the human condition. And even though we, we've been through the past year this bombing of, of Serbia, and uh, that's a kind of man-made catastrophe and genocide in Kosovo, but then uh, Mother Nature has her own uh, restless movement that affects all of us. So when the earth gets, uh, and something happens and it, it starts moving and shaking, and, uh, yeah. then we are the ones that are experiencing the, the terror, the fear of being yeah. in a situation where it's dangerous, life endangering, and where uh, we have no control over it. We can't stop it. All these are definitely, uh, you know, the the conditions that what in Buddhism we call messengers, heavenly messengers, warning us of the dangers. That life is dangerous. Basically, our situation is dangerous, Uh, even though we live in a society that makes us feel very secure. It's still danger is is ever present. Loss or sickness or attack or war or earthquake, fire, whirlwind, uh, volcano, typhoon floods and or just uh, traffic accidents. So the in terms of a spiritual practice, you know, the idea of sharing our, the goodness of our life with all sentient beings and the sharing of merit, uh, sharing of blessings, is the attitude that we, uh, we try to cultivate this sense of not just getting this uh, self-centered bit uh, kind of fixated, and, but uh, to also include that whatever when, say, when a human being is enlightened, it is for the welfare of all beings. So, the Samajaka Sutra when the Buddha, Buddha was enlightened, then, they, then all the realms, all the realms started rejoicing in his enlightenment. And even though that can seem like mythology, or in terms of it, it uh, the way we think these days, Yet, even at its uh, worst, poss- even if it is just myth and doesn't really work that way, it's still better to think like that than to just be totally self-centered, because uh, selfishness is uh, is incredibly miserable. Though when one's meditating only for oneself, uh, then it isn't, it becomes uh, meaningless and and uh, it's endless because uh, it's, it's just being that, that fixated is, uh, has no joy in it. have has no purpose or meaning to your life as a, as a selfish personality. Uh, and life becomes incredibly meaningless and, and depressing and, and just on a personal level unless you can kind of sustain illusions like a lot of sycophants that keep saying how wonderful everything is and have lots of money to support expensive habits and, and always live in places that you can control and feel safe in. But then in the in, in terms of human capabilities, the, even the, like the Tsar of Russia was was murdered and his whole family, you know, being the living a a very privileged life, and then being brutally murdered, and uh, 7,000, so far they they count at at noontime, it was 3,000 people who died in this earthquake in Turkey, and this evening it was 7,000. Suddenly, between noon and and 6.30, four more thousand people were dead. And and then uh, and then they, they there's so many that they there's probably much more than that. And this makes us realize how uh, you know that that is it worth spending our time just uh, just uh, you know seeking a security. And then the the um, monastic life itself is based on insecurity. For example, the alms mendicant." Now the whole attitude of the alms mendicant, meaning depending on the kind-heartedness, goodness of other beings, isn't it? So that's what a bhikkhu, bhikkhuni really means. It's it's like, it's, it's you can often translate bhikkhu as a beggar, right? it's a person dependent upon offerings on what other people give you. Of course, the word beggar is not very nice. Uh, a, a nice term and, and we don't like to think of ourselves as beggars because we don't really go out and beg. You know, we're not going around kind of badgering people and bothering them and saying, give me some food. Uh, but you can see just in your own E- experiments going on alms round Vindabata in Buxemstead or or Midhurst places like that. You can see how uh, you know people will come forth surprisingly, strange people you don't know, people who don't even know what you're doing, and suddenly feel a moment of generosity and goodness, want to to give you uh, something that that you need, and so this. this this, the recognizing the goodness of humanity, uh, the good actions performed by human beings. Uh, And all this is very much uh, to be uh, respected and to be remembered uh, in our meditative lives. I remember oftentimes getting caught up in, getting so fed up with with the world. Uh, they're just wanting to just get away from it. Just let me out of here. I don't, I don't like this world and I just want to get out of it. Now that... Uh, They. That sounds nice. So, um, just wanting to, you know, some. Um, my nature is uh, uh, more like, "Let me out of here." Uh, I. Goodbye, cruel world. Uh, It's more like annihilation uh, tendency. Uh, Because I do find the world an incredibly painful place to be. You know, having a body uh, like this and having to just put up with the dreariness and the silliness uh, of a society. You know, I find it quite... It's kind of incredibly... uh, you know, unpleasant to just have to bear with the endless dramas and, and obsessions of my own mind and others. So there is a kind of longing for a place of peace uh, where this is not, uh, where, you know, you escape from it. Or oblivion, maybe. Oblivion always appealed to me just thinking and just disappearing forever. But in terms of uh, reflection and contemplation of Dhamma, then that is not particularly a skillful way to think. Uh, Like suicide or uh, wanting to run away or get rid of or drop out. because actually, those kind of thoughts, that kind of desire, is is also, when one attaches to it and follows it, leads to to its own suffering, and it's not, not the answer, not the way. So in wh- what I found is the is, is, uh, reflective awareness, this is the mindfulness. If I more I trust in that, then they, then the uh, and that is, and that's very immediate, sense of, of,
0: release
1: from the oppressive habits and anxieties and and uh, weariness of life. Then, because that is possible, and then, and, and we have, like our lives as Obsmendikans, is quite privileged because it's like Amravati, this this monastery has all been. Built uh, and uh, and is supported by donations by by uh, alms, and that's in a this is a non-Buddhist country. The Buddhist population of England is not that great, not that many. And yet, uh, you know, the the privilege we have, is, uh, the the food that people offer, and the and the requisite. Is of uh, is v- extremely generous and high quality, and so, and this is, uh, and this then brings. When I reflect on this, then I feel this incredible sense of gratitude, because I realize this is coming from the good-heartedness of humanity. This is the goodness that that we have as human beings. And and I'm living on, on my my life depends my sus my my conscious existence now as a as a monk depends on the goodness of other human beings. And by making myself dependent in that way, it seems to bring forth goodness in others. If we're all independent, thinking just me and I don't I can take care of myself and I don't need you and and uh, I'd rather be independent than self-sufficient uh, because I don't want to have to depend on anybody and, and be a beggar or anything like that. I, I'd rather be just, you know, take care of myself and look after myself, and get myself enlightened and that's it. So that is, uh, that, that is how the, uh, my mind actually uh, can think. Uh, being American, <laughs> in which the idea of being independent and self-sufficient is very strong. But then that wouldn't allow for the goodness of humanity. If I'm just so self-sufficient and independent, then it doesn't include anybody, does it? And also, as, a, as, a, uh, as an experience, is incredibly lonely, I found those kind of values that lead to, to, to a sense of real emotional isolation. There's a kind of joyless, you know, you've got the whole thing going, you know, for yourself. Wonderful, you've got, you know, your own house, you've got money, you've got security, good uh, medical plan, insurance, uh, nice dog, maybe have a nice wife. that is is a good cook. (laughs) Then you might might be dependent on her and you wouldn't want that. You might have to feel dependent on her. It would be better to be independent. Then you might get emotionally dependent on your dog because you're so lonely. That's the only friend you have. Then the dog dies. Terrible grief. Is the only thing you've ever shared your life with is dead. But in, in say, in the monastic life, mm-hmm. when, because we do share our lives, we make ourselves quite vulnerable and open and dependent, and then the goodness that comes to us and the practice uh, of our, the, the spiritual results, the good results of our life, we share. With all, all the people that have helped support our spiritual development, and then it goes on to you know to parents, to teachers, to to rulers, to share with with the, with the uh, Queen Elizabeth, with the uh, Prime Minister Tony Blair, with uh, with uh, Boris Yeltsin, uh, with uh, They'll <laughs> clean a whole lot. You know, just a sense of, it's not just picking and choosing, but it's moving toward, toward a whole kind of sharing of goodness with all beings. So, and, and then you take it through all the six realms of existence, from the highest deva uh, realms, the uh, angels, and, and all the privileged uh, and, and beautiful beings, to the hell realm all the animal realms and realms of misery. So, so that the, the, uh, this idea of sharing the merit or the goodness or the blessings of our life with all beings, uh, with the Lord of Death, uh, with the devils and the angels. It kind of always impressed me that you share the blessings of your life with the devils. And uh, never thought of that before, Mm. but then that is that this is uh, the attitude, say, of uh, they because we 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 recognize that that's what we can do to alleviate the misery of the hell realm beings, or or to liberate or even help the delusions of the of the. David does and so forth it's like like just that simple act of, of selfless reflection uh, mindfulness awareness trust in the goodness of all beings and uh, live and being responsible for how we live that is the, mo- the Sila the moral the moral uh, standard that we we, that we use, that it's uh, non-violent, that it? we respect the right to live of all creatures. There's like harmlessness, vana di bata, the first sila, the first moral precept, really uh, the practice of non-violence, not intentionally violating or harming other conscious beings. Ancient beings. So, d- determining to live in this way, uh, isn't, we, we do have all the other drives too, because these all these sixth realms are certainly about oneself, isn't it? When you really look at your mind, you've got devils and hungry ghosts and and uh, animals and humans and Devadas and ambitious uh, asuras and, and uh, jealous gods and all the rest, these are like states of mind. It's like the cosmology of Buddhism is really uh, a kind of uh, char of, of human experience, of our emotional range, because as human beings we've got this wide range of experience, of, of emotional yeah, uh, Conditions, So we can, be, we can experience the refined bliss of Devadas and the beauty that comes through aesthetic refinement or idealism or high levels of concentration. Or we can, uh, we can also be a uh, very clever and intelligent and, uh, and powerful, ambitious God like that uh, are are very kind of clever and, and they're like great warriors uh, That uh, whose aim aim in life is to, is, who are ba- basically jealous of the Devadas and always want to fight with them. Well, I can understand that kind of energy. I've certainly felt jealous of the rich and the privileged. <laughs> it's not the emotion that isn't. That I've never had, and uh, then uh, hungry goes like uh, the pretas are like they're the they kind of people addicted to things like drugs or uh, uh, sex, uh, kind of ob- sex obsessions and things like this. are like you become more like a pretta. You 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 kind of. Your mind gets obsessed with something quite low, and and you can only think about that. That's all your your whole conscious experience is is obsessed with getting that particular thing. And no matter how many times you uh, gratify that that desire, it it just leads to more and more desire. Never never feel, never truly satiated or completed with like a lot of hungry ghosts now. And, Go to london you see you can actually see some, <laughs> and then uh, devils you know people that are just full of anger, wanting to destroy these these people and like in the United States, they go in and shoot, uh, just go and kill people at random, full of anger, They're like a devilish mind uh, full of wanting to destroy everything. But the human realm in in Buddhist cosmology is really about uh, morality and goodness. So even though we we, we consider ourselves human as a kind of ongoing uh, condition that we're human all the time, actually we're not when you really look at it. Uh, in, even though we the the body remains what we call human. The the mental state not necessarily human, because they say the the idea of, of the manusia or manut uh, in Thai or the, or man or the human the human is uh, is uh, is a uh, 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 is a state is a birth that is considered very fortunate. In Buddhist values, because it's a state where it's reflected, where Buddhas are born. This is where the the Buddhas uh, uh, can really work in this realm of the human, in the 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 human being or the uh, conscious being, conscious uh, being that we are, that can realize, that can listen to the Dhamma, can can determine to live and take responsibility for action, for how we live, what we say. And that we can actually do that. I'm can. i you know, I'm going to take responsibility for my life. I'm not going to expect you to take care of me, or I'm not going to blame you if whatever happens to me, I'm not going to go around uh, saying, I'm being a victim of any of, of this... Uh, Experience because I know better. I know that that uh, I'm responsible. I'm not. I can't help what happens all the time. Things happen to me that are not fair and are not very good at all. You know, I can't always have. I don't have control over what happens, but I do have control over how I respond to it. And and that response then, is taking responsibility from how I react, what I do and say in regard to the experiences that I have to live through in life. So that's, that's I consider that human, being human. Because morality then is a, it's like it's a, it's a great gift we have. We can choose we can just follow blind instinct, impulse, emotions, anger, and just, just follow those kind of things. We can be celibate, and that's amazing, isn't it? We can actually choose to not follow, not put in action a sexual desire. And that's, that's quite an amazing uh, gift, that, that we, we are not just helpless, victims of the sexual energies that our bodies have, that we actually can choose what we want to do. We can choose to act or not to. So the human realm is something to, to uh, contemplate and, and, and it's an opportunity that uh, a great opportunity for enlightenment for realization, and because we have like toward the Lord Buddha himself from I have a uh, enormous gratitude because I feel this is a, this is a great teaching and uh, something that has certainly helped me and benefited from. Uh, so there, there is this gratitude and so it just want to even express that gratitude through devotional acts. So that like the sharing of the goodness of my life makes me even want to uh, be even do more good acts, you know, to be able to share that uh, goodness with others. Because we can see that the that, that this is, this is generating that, that goodness in all humanity. It's not just my goodness, but my goodness is, is, it helps to awaken goodness in others. And, and goodness of others helps to awaken that goodness in me. So that it, it's, a, it's a mutual kind of interdependent sharing and blessing that we're doing for each other. So when we share the blessings of our life with the people in Turkey at this time, you know, people will say, well, what is that about? How do you know the chanting Tassa is going to do anybody in, in Turkey uh, any good at all? You know, we can be quite cynical and, and uh, suspicious that so this is just religious hocus-pocus. Mumbo jumbo. <laughs> uh, because the, the cynical mind, not, there's no material evidence that our sharing of blessings is had any pain whatsoever, uh, or helped anyone at all. You know, how can we prove it? So, because of that mind that questions and doubts, then of course, we are, we think, well, we're not bothered because it's just, you know, you can't prove it. And, and and just the cynical mind oftentimes seems so very intelligent, you know, just to put something down. But in that act of sharing, at least it helped me, you know, and, and just to be able to, to think at this time, what can I do for the people in Turkey who are, you know, it's been a terrible state. You know, the, the kind of terror that they've, they've, they're experiencing and lost. Like, whole, like six-story buildings fall down with, you know, filled with people. And people buried under piles of rubble. And children and, and whole families, you know, lost. So, I mean, the anguish and the, and the grief and the fear and the horror of, of what these people are experiencing right now. What can I do at this moment? And of course, the, there's a movement in, you know, to blame somebody. Whose fault is this? Well, with an earthquake, you can't very well blame the Prime Minister or the President or anybody. You can't blame the Americans. Uh, <laughs> you can't blame the Greeks because Turkey and Greece don't get along very well, <laughs> not the Greek, Greeks fault, uh, but you can blame the fact that a lot of the buildings were made, you know, were constructed, there's a lot of corruption and and not very good regulations and buildings are pretty shoddy And and all these buildings that were made, uh, you know, cheaply and not well or uh, the ones that fall down. They weren't made to withstand earthquakes or just just built up, you know, and sold off uh, without any concern, uh, without any sense of responsibility just for making profit. So we can find somebody to hate just on this level, you know, to blame them and and uh, feel indignant towards a group of people that we can maybe point to, and get aroused with anger toward them. Well, that's one way of dealing with the situation. Whose fault is it? We want to blame somebody. So that's another kind of normal reaction that humans have in in crises, in tragedies like that. But. But when you look at your mind, it always wants to blame somebody, you know, that, that, that gets caught in that anger and indignation, and that that's a very uh, painful mental state. And all you can do is, you know, rouse other people toward that mental state. You know, if I get indignant about that, then I can, you know, through... Uh, being really powerful emotionally. I can uh, oftentimes raise, arouse that same uh, indignant emotion in you. And then we get everybody angry. They were all angry with the planners, or whatever. <laughs> with the builders, with the uh, capitalists, or whoever you, group, however you let one to label them. Or in terms of, uh, but I don't see where that is helping anybody at this time, getting angry. But uh, in terms of what I can do at this time is to, to really, like this evening, to put forth a practice of developing practice, the intention to really be mindful and, and dedicate the, the goodness, blessings of my life. For the welfare, especially just particularly at this time, for uh, eh, for the people in Turkey, but for all sentient beings too, but this this time particularly brings forth this sense of of uh, human suffering that is uh, that we can all relate to, and that what they're going through, we can all we can all imagine what it would be like what that would be like if if that happened to us. And it's going on now, so it's not just past history. So these are very important, like the spreading of metta uh, in compassion, uh, the Brahmaviharas, and then, then there is the sharing of blessings uh, these are very important practices in in the buddhist uh, spiritual path recognize that buddhism is not a cynical religion at all it's about it's it recognizing the goodness of being and and living in a way that we connect on that level of goodness like i find that life as a Buddhist monk uh, as because I have made a commitment to a very moral life and a good life, then mostly my experiences as a monk, I I draw that which is good in people. Mainly my experiences with others is quite good, whether in Thailand or here in Britain. Uh, the people that that I meet, I'm, like living in Thailand for eleven years, and oftentimes what's news in in the West is all about what's wrong with Thailand. You know, they love to make you know, big deal, big sensational news about child labor, prostitution, things like that. That gets that because those are terribly kind of the West loved the news, the mass media love to kind of exploit sensational. Subject, and even though not to deny these, these or the wrongness or the, uh, you know, that these are not particularly, these are wrong that these things happen. But my experience, having lived there, was was one of uh, of meeting the goodness of the people, because of the monastic life. Didn't mean that. It was always good. <laughs> I'd say majority of my experiences there in Thailand were, were very good. People I met usually were people who wanted to wanted to be good. At least when they were around me. <laughs> and same here, here in Britain. It's not that much different. So I do have confidence in in uh, in this because uh, before I ordained, I was quite cynical too. I could be quite negative and and critical and and see humanity as pretty much uh, you know self-centered, uh, vain, and uh, you know just uh, troublesome. Because you can make strong case for those, for that, for those perceptions. But in my monastic life, and that, that uh, that's what, how I experienced it. So then I realized th- that, that when we are good and we make that conscious effort, because being good, I mean, takes some effort. We aren't just naturally going to be good. We have to choose that because uh, there's so many pulls downward. It's easier not to be good sometimes, isn't it? So it's, it's not always easy to be good, to do what is good, what is right. And oftentimes it's hard work. It's like climbing a hill. You know, you have to put forth effort to climb a hill. And uh, you get out of breath sometimes <laughs> because it uh, it, uh, it takes some effort. So moving towards, say, doing good and refraining from doing uh, bad things is uh, is uh, is the challenge of our life. And being uh, being human, we can also just ride along, taking the easy way. Especially in modern countries like this, you can you can get by. Just not doing much of anything with your life, you know. Just taking the easy way out, and the society will support you. You aren't going to die. You can get away with it. But the society isn't very demanding here. They don't expect too much from you, and so uh, uh, you get you got all kinds of uh, benefits and rights. So it, we can just kind of ride along in, in a kind of sea of mediocrity because the things around us aren't particularly demanding great efforts towards goodness or heroism of any sort. So, there, But also say in the holy life it is, uh, it, is it takes a, a kind of heroic effort because you're going against so much of the of that downward pull, you know, you're having to rise up and be better than you feel like being. And then being a monk, you know, having Vinay and all that, you, you always have to be better than you want to. Sometimes you don't want to be bothered and you don't feel like it. And uh, and, you, and if you and if you didn't have have this commitment, then it'd be easy to just sink into... They're just drifting or floating, but because of the the uh the effort, the light itself it's it's having to rise up and uh, be better than than you than you really want to be or feel like being and in the long run that i I feel this gratitude for that mm-hmm. that it's uh what I need I'm a quite lazy person actually <laughs> i don't <wouldn't> want be bothered <laughs> so the uh uh, you know, I would have, uh I'm the 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 fact that that I've had to has is something i've uh, i'm grateful for so this is uh Reflection on the, on the, um, the developing devotion. And this is a heartlet, heartfelt thing. It's not, uh, you know, on your rational mind, you can pick it apart and, and do anything you want with it, you know. But, in, yeah, but it's, it's, uh, it's what we call the, the, the level of, of the heart, which is uh, like on the emotional level. Where that in us that, that loves the good, relates to the good, is, and is humble, is not conceited, not caught up in just trying to aggrandize yourself or promote yourself or think about yourself. But is feels a sense of concern and interest uh, and compassion for the suffering of others and respect for life. I we'll offer this as a reflection for this evening.